0: Welcome to the Embody Your Design podcast. I am your host, Amy May, 6-3 Emotional Manifesting Generator. I am obsessed with human design and mindset tools and using them to create a life beyond my wildest dreams. My goal with this podcast is to bring you human design and share stories around how you too can begin to embody your human design. What is talked about in this podcast are the thoughts and opinions of me and my guests. I'm always welcome to feedback should you have any. Thank you for being here, and let's dive in as we embody our human design one conversation at a time. In this episode, I am talking with Christy Sullivan. She is incredible, she's a 4 6 generator, and we talk about how. Uh, writing books, because of course, me librarian. We have this beautiful conversation. Um, we connected through like a podcast collaboration group, and I asked all the questions around um, how writing a book can help you. And we we talk about um, how she embodies her design as a generator. This is a great episode. Uh, Christy is an amazing, beautiful person. And of course, I have to share this. After the recording of this episode, she truly embodied her uh, foreline and um, shared the power of her network with me. And so many of the upcoming episodes are uh, of people that Christy connected me with. And so this is very exciting. This is such a good episode. You definitely don't want to miss it. All right, guys, I am so excited to have Christy Sullivan here on the show today. She is a human design and a self-care expert and also an author. And we first connected, I forgot even how, but um we I think we connected through like a mutual friend and she had asked me to join in on her book but it wasn't the right time for me and of course now the book has come out and it's doing like really well on Amazon and so I'm really excited to have Christy here with me today to talk about human design and her book and all the things so uh, Christy why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners.
1: Yay, I'm so glad to be here, Amy, and that we reconnected. And um, after the book came out, yes, it's, it's exciting. Um, I am Christy Sullivan. Um, I am been practicing human di- design for a few years and I'm um, excited to talk about it with you, another human design practitioner, and talk about all the things.
0: Yes. So, what is your human design uh, type for people who want? To-
1: Sure. Um, assuming that your audience knows, um, I'm a generator and what this means. But I'm a generator and a four-six, which is opportunist role model.
0: Yeah. And uh, what's your authority? I'm just curious.
1: Oh, I forgot that part. sacral authority, a sacral pure authority. generator.
0: Oh, awesome. Oh, I love that. I don't think I've had a sacral generator on yet. So this is this is exciting. Um, so. With being like a sacral generator, like how do you use that in your business when it comes to like making decisions on what you're going to do and how you're going to work with people?
1: Mm, That's, that's a good question. And um, I usually tell people that I'm uh, doing a reading for that. I feel like when we were younger, we probably used the sacral a lot naturally, and it would come out with the sound uh aha or uh uh-uh, we would ask, you know, if someone asked us a yes, no question, and then we probably had some adult in our life that said, no, no, use your words and made us go into the head instead of continue to develop that, you know, sacral response. So it's still a work in progress for me, I would think to, to still practice using and strengthening that muscle, but, or that authority. Um, but the sacral is that yes, no, um, question I can ask myself and and see how it sits but sometimes I don't even have to ask the literal question I can just feel from like a core place something that excites me that's like a yes and if it's not exciting or creating sort of this internal like energy um Uh, excitement again or higher energy, I, I realize it's either a no or mm, not really, or maybe not yet. (laughs) So that's kind of how I've been using it is just tuning into when I'm faced with a decision. Um, And this has been great in the last year of my business, because I think following my strategy of responding to opportunities and the ones that do feel good from that sacral place has been really um, great for evolving my businesses this, this year.
0: That's amazing. And I love what you said, like with the kids, because my my two nieces are generators and they're like five and two. And so I've been watching them and I'm like, they definitely do that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it, I, it's so interesting and fascinating to, to see the sacral, like being developed and used with really young kids. Cause they have like no filter or anything. So I just, I love how you describe that.
1: Yeah. So. And I, and I heard recently too, that if you're talking to kids, give them like an option, like try not to leave it, leave it open-ended, like for a sacral, um, one of the worst things to ask me is like, what do you want for dinner? Or where do you want to go have dinner? Because I also have an open head. So I'm, I'm going to think of all these random like things or options, and then really not be sure what to, what to decide. I'm so indecisive with the open head. So if somebody says, well, do you want this or do you want that? then I have two choices and I can ask myself and really see which of those two like light up that sacral or that respond, uh, the response comes from the sacral. So that's what you should do. I think with kids, I heard from one of the other podcasts, like ask them, do they want hot dogs or hamburgers? <laughs> like <laughs> really easy stuff.
0: Yes. Yes. And um, like, I'm a manifesting generator. So that like, what do you want for dinner? It's like, I freeze. I'm like, what? So I usually say like, Hey, give me options. Like as an adult, like you can say, you can like work around those kinds of things, especially when you recognize like, Oh, this is why like open-ended questions just don't resonate with me, but I can like change it and be like, okay, can you give me options? And then I can decide. And that's just so helpful.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: So, um, like, you're an author and you've written, like, a few different books or participated in, a, uh, like, co-writing a few different books. Like, how does, like, working with your human design, like, play into, like, this writing process? Because there's so much that goes into publishing and writing a book.
1: Yeah, I, I will talk about how this came about first, because that I think definitely plays into my design. Um, I had been notified my job was changing and knew, like in six months, that I was going to be leaving a career that I had long been in and wanting to more follow um, my own business and personal development. And so, right after, like literally, I think it was a couple of days after. And I didn't know what late um, was ahead. I just knew, like, okay, I'm going to try to go with the flow of responding to opportunities. And a friend of mine said, "My, um, I have a coaching program for uh, writing a book, and my guides are telling me to to invite you to be in the in the group." And I hadn't thought about writing a book, quite honestly. Like, I, it just seemed overwhelming, and 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 it wasn't really something I had an interest to do at the time, but I said yes to her because it felt good. I felt like, Hey, I want to be part of this. And sure enough, like COVID came around and we were all at home anyway. So it was like something, a way I could connect on zoom with others. And meanwhile, another friend of mine announced that she was going to be in a book, a collaborative book, which means she was one of like 20, 25 authors. And I thought that was neat. I was like, wow, she only has to write one chapter. (laughs) That's really cool. And the publisher that she had that coordinated this project shortly after they launched was looking for authors for volume two and when i saw that i knew that was the opportunity for me to respond to because i had now kind of had this idea of like oh maybe i could write a chapter and so i said yes to that and that's when i really met the publisher who now published this latest book of mine and because um, I have a passion for human design, I thought I know I wanted something to come about um, a book to talk about human design from a storytelling perspective instead of the technical kind of jargon and books that are already out there and really well written. So I use, again, my human design, my opportunist for line in my profile to um, go on the internet and social media and Find human design practitioners to invite or to tell about my book. And um, what was great was I was like networking. I was meeting like so many people that I, I really didn't know many practitioners. So it was a great process for me. And I would say to them, This is up to your authority whether or not you want to be in this book. And so there wasn't any pressure. I wasn't like initiating like the manifesto or forcing. I was just kind of giving the information, and that's how twenty five authors came together with me to write this book, and it got published in uh, October this year.
0: Yeah, and I want to say like from when we were messaging, like I definitely like didn't feel any pressure, and it was it was like a very like organic. Uh, way that we communicated even I believe like we connected through like somebody else I think like I think if I remember correctly like someone maybe tagged me in a post that you had written and stuff and um it, it just felt like a really like seam seamless process at least for me even though I I said no wasn't the right time for me which is you know totally okay um but I, I, you know, I looked at the book and there were some people that I knew. I'm like, oh, I know this person. Oh, this is so exciting. Like, um, and it's it's really cool to see something like that together. Um, because yeah, like you said, like, all the a majority of the human design books out there are very like technical and um, I don't really, I'm a, I am work part-time as a librarian and so like books are my passion, but I actually don't really like a ton of the human design books out there. So I like the more stories, like let I learned through experience. I'm a 6'3", so it's very much like oh, let me try. Let me get my hands dirty. And like, let me hear someone else's story about how they actually use this information. And then that's how like, I can process and like really truly embody it. So I, I love like the book, the book premise and everything. Um, I have it, uh, I have it on order. It's gonna, I'm gonna read it soon, <laughs> but I'm, nice. I'm excited about it. But um, I, I love how you described that process of like, Getting, getting that book together. Um, and I'm curious, like with, with a collaborative project like that, like what is it like working with all these different like human design practitioners and bringing like a book for one like seamless story or like or a book of information around like human design? Like what was that like, that process?
1: So first, I think the key was having a great publisher who actually had that process down um, and she's successfully published um, now many collaborative books in this format. But one of the things we had as guidance for all the authors was we want you to tell your story. And it was meant to be in also like kind of like first person, like watching the scene of a movie and feeling like you were part of it. So again, my publisher had a great um, gift and skill to help draw that out. So, um, you know, some people who were either new, to it was their first time writing in a book, um, or they've done books before, but needed to tell more of their story. That was one of the um, principles that we had was tell your story. And then the, each chapter also includes a tip, tool, or technique for, um, from each author, their personal sort of um, choice of how they either, uh, what they could share to the reader to manage energy, shift energy, clear energy. So, um, and that's important as we know in our human design to clear that old conditioning or self-limiting beliefs. So each chapter is on its a standalone on their own, on its own and kind of like chicken soup for the soul. You can open up any chapter and just read it, and um, it, each one gives a, a separate tool. So it's also really something like that's useful. You know, you can read it, get inspired, and then do that tool at home, even if you don't know human design to just feel more aligned and feel like that energy is flowing in a better way cuz name of the book is stop overworking and start overflowing.
0: Yes, I lo- I love that. And so like the uh, so you didn't really necessarily have to like work with this huge group all together it was more like each person like one on one like shared their story and then the like publisher combined compiled everything together. I'm sure you had like editors and all that. Uh, all
1: that yeah (laughs) a lot of things behind the scenes were happening for sure and again that's why this is sort of what's called a hybrid self-publishing model because um instead of me pitching to a publishing company like i just went to a publisher and hired them and they like i said had this process behind the scenes they provided the editor and the designer and um all the mechanics behind and we met as a group to like kick off the project And um, just held people's hands along the way, if they needed the support, Um, they had to submit their title, they had to then write that story about 2500 words, Um, they included their bio so it promoted them as well in their business, um, which I love as an opportunist that you know this was meant to also showcase their expertise and um yeah and the publisher brought it all together so she did a lot of she had someone but she also did her, the editing and we turned it around i think in a few months um and then we did a launch party with all of the authors and um again and there were there were different types i actually had one reflector i had a bunch of manifestors who were like yeah we the manifestors are here we're gonna make this book happen um and a side note that I really think you would find interesting is one of my authors was a seasoned um, expert in human design. And she said, Christy, we need to make sure the date that we publish this book, the, the dates, like the birthing date, when you hit send to Amazon to get it up, she's like, we need to make sure that it's the right um, energy you know, so she looked at her human design sort of software and figured out like what day would be better than the another day. And so I I credit some of that to the success of the book too.
0: That's amazing. And that is something that I've definitely like done with some friends. It's like, okay, we're thinking about like launching this program. Okay. Let's like, let's like make sure that it's at the right time. Like, let's look at the energy transits and everything and like figure, like that's total like yeah. human design nerd. I love it.
1: Exactly. And you know, I've, now I've told people, yeah, even your business has a design. Your business, the day it either be, was incorporated as an LLC or the day you opened open the front door like that, that those are dates that are also like show the design of your business. You can even do it for pets. <laughs> I think that's really funny. Yes. You know, if you know the birth date. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> I tried to do that for uh, my parents' dog, but they don't, they adopted him. So they don't really know what the birth date is, but it was like, Oh, let me like have some fun with this. Like it's, it's so crazy. Like how like I believe your sleep even has a design like I've looked at this I'm like this is so crazy like oh my gosh (laughs) it can like blow your mind like so much to go into um so with the with the book uh and everything is there any part or like any part of the book where maybe like you learned something new since you were working with so many different like practitioners like is is there anything new that you learned from, um, like reading and working on this book?
1: Definitely. I definitely did. Um, some of the stories alone just moved me so much. Like I remember reading the first draft and like, I had tears in my eyes and, and I'm like messaging, you know, each author and is like, I just read your, your chapter and it was so inspiring. So that was, was one thing, but, um, I think of human design practitioners as kind of like yoga teachers. We all have adopted and um, dove down the rabbit hole of this system called human design. And yet everyone kind of teaches it in their own style and we try to keep the integrity of the information So that was one thing was to recognize that, you know, there are many different ways to talk about human design or teach it and apply it because one author, for example, uses it for coaching parents and another for business, another for, um, HR and corporate relations. So I thought it was fascinating to see the different, you know, aspects of each of the authors and, um, definitely to learn, The different against styles and I, and I really, I, I, I always made that clear as I do like these podcasts and, and wrote even in the book that, um, you, you want to find somebody who resonates with you and that there's, I think an endless number of people who, who actually teach human design. Once you start like plugging into the community and, um, you can always keep learning. I'm definitely not done learning.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. And I'm just, I'm curious, like, so when you, like, when we were talking about this book, it almost feels like it's a different way for, uh, like, a summit. Like, if you've, like, attended, like, these virtual summits and, like, you get to know all these different people, but this collaborative book, it's like a written form of a summit and it's, like, kind of cool. What is the impact that it has like on uh either your business or if you've heard from authors you've worked with on like their business like has it helped really helped like grow their audience and um help them generate more sales or I don't know I'm
1: just yeah great no that's a that's a great um question to explore. Let me first say, I had uh, been in three other books as an author, a collaborative book. So I had the opportunity last year to see um, that process from the inside and um, how it would um, either, you know, help my business. Um, It's definitely an awesome marketing tool um, with um, books, you know, kind of in your toolkit, so to speak. Um, I think that helps you if you want to be speaking. Um, You've written something, so then you can actually use that as content for um, your business, whether you're creating a presentation or a workshop or even blogging about it. So um, when I wrote one of my initial books last year, I was actually taking a speaking course. So the speeches I wrote tied into what I was writing. It was like beautiful and and I have a marketing background, so I know like that um, synergistic content <laughs> was really helpful. So I'm not just doing it once and shelving it. So it was like, that's something I think it's helpful in a, in a business if you write something and want to um, reuse it and can reuse it because it's really in, like our book, it, you you know, the author wrote it, so it's really they own it, That that chapter that they have. And then the other thing um, with this book is the collaboration with 25 authors. And um, now I have this wonderful, like, tribe of, of, you know, closer tribe of of these human design practitioners. And we actually are talking about hosting a virtual summit based on the book in 2022. So, like, I'm looking forward to how do we now, like, move forward um, now that we've written this book together. And there may be another one, um, maybe down the road that I, I may, um, spearhead, but with these 25 authors, how do we now kind of connect and, and make other opportunities happen for the business. So each author has the right to sell like their own copies of their, this book, um, through their website and the incentive is, you know, order it through them and they will sign, sign that copy for you. Um, and then, of course, on Amazon um, we um, were listed, and each author gets a chance to um, put their name on the actual like web page that the book is on, and it's called Author Central. So they they have their own bio on Amazon. So if people wanted to say see um, who's in the book and how to connect to them, they can. So there's, I think, a lot of opportunities. And again, the publisher um, of this book just has great. Um, guidance and coaching for using books as a marketing tool to help your business grow. So I think it's a win-win for everybody.
0: Oh yeah. It's, I mean, it sounds really amazing because, like, hello, library and me, like I love books and um, there's so many different ways to like connect with people and like books are amazing. And um, I was just curious, like, if people took the time like to really connect with the author and that, like now that I think about it, I'm like of course I do that too like <laughs> when I read like a book that I love like I you know I find them on like Instagram or I find them on um on Facebook or where or on Goodreads or something and like connect with the author that way so course like duh but I like I like to hear like the process because I feel like for something like this like this human design um it might be it's a little bit different than like your favorite like fantasy book and like fantasy author It like works a little different but uh, yeah like really cool
1: (laughs) yeah and each chapter each each uh, author got to write their bio and promote their information so you can contact them directly. Um, That's always great. And, um, and actually part of this process um, with the publisher um, we used was uh, interviews um, on social media with each author. So they got a chance to speak about their chapter and um, that was some added promotion. Um, we also put out a press release, but things like that, that can happen behind the scenes to also help promote each author. And that's important because again, it's, it's a great marketing tool and each author should really benefit from that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's like really great like that you were working with like a publisher because it can be like a, like the books can be like a dog dog kind of world. And like the publishers know where, where to promote, like how to promote and, and everything. It takes, it takes the guesswork that a lot of like solo entrepreneurs are, or feel like they're in like when, you know, you're trying to promote on, you know, Facebook or Instagram, it's like throwing spaghetti against the wall to see what sticks, but having someone who's like a professional, like help and aid with that can just take like a huge, like weight off your shoulders around the promotion.
1: Yeah. And, and one of the, um, aspects relating to human design again is, um, you know, I hear that like 70% have open heads and, you know, we, if you think, if you're thinking about writing a book and I've, I've heard from several people recently, like they're writing a book and it's, you know, it's a work in progress and, um, they don't know when it's going to be ready. And and I think what happens is we get caught in the head, either thinking about what to write, or we're trying to edit and create perfection. But here's the thing with working with a publisher, we had deadlines. And I heard from somebody that that was actually a really important part of the project, because it forced, so to speak, forced you to put your words out there, and um, get something written. And uh, one of the processes that we were taught was like take some quiet time, you know, do maybe a little meditation, empty the mind, and try to you know tap into some of this inner wisdom that we talk about in human design to write what what your what's on your heart, what's in your soul. And um, that time frame, that deadline that we had, helped make that happen for these authors because I think otherwise we might just be, you know, in the head a lot and and just not like getting those words out that we really want in the, in the right time.
0: Yeah, and also like uh, along with that, the undefined route, like because yes. I have an undefined route, like I'm like, give me a deadline, otherwise it's not getting done. It's yeah.
1: not. I need That's a right. deadline. that's right Right. another great point and the open will and you know if you don't have the sacral so um yeah all of that can definitely play into um the process
0: yeah and that's what I I love like really knowing and understanding like how human how your human design works is because you can choose and um, look at all these different like tools like deadlines and um you know like other other things like meditation and everything and use it in a way that works with your energy and not like against it you know like if some people have things against deadlines like oh i'm like forcing myself to do things and it's like i don't know but <laughs> like it it can feel like very constricting with deadlines but when you recognize like oh wait but i actually need this because I need that like pressure. I need that external source of pressure in order to get things done. And this is for like my highest good. Then you can like shift your perspective around uh, how you're using like all these different tools in your, yeah in your life. Like for sure. Yes. Yeah. I, oh, I love it. Like this, uh, this idea of the book is like, so awesome. I, I love it. Thank so. You.
1: Much. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you
0: so um I noticed you like you mentioned like you're like the opportunist and like role model and I haven't had anyone else who has like that role model um energy on here yet so of course I'm going to ask about it but how um how have you like seen that like six lines like play out in your life because I like I some people like feel like it's like I'm like a screw up in the beginning and then like I'm not going to be like really awesome until I'm like older, but that's not necessarily the case. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. And I will say, I seem to attract a lot of four sixes. And so I know you have a six in your um, profile, Amy too. So mine's just on the unconscious. Um, I think if I had heard about it when I was younger, I would have been like, yeah, I don't feel like a role model. I don't feel like I'm going through three phases in life, but Um, what's interesting is I did an exercise um, for a a program once where I had to write down significant things that happened in my life, um, like every age. Um, And it was really neat to like do that kind of inventory to just see, um, like, when did I graduate college? When did I get married? Or when did um, you know, someone close to me pass away or other things. And I got to recognize like some of the things that happened around age 29 and coming up to 50, because those are, um, those are the pivotal points for, um, role model. When you're a role model, Mm -hmm. you have the three phases, the first, um, your first years of life. Um, and I had a pretty, non-colorful, um, first phase we'll call it. Um, because oftentimes I, I hear you may feel like that martyr of like, oh my gosh, I have to experiment with everything and, and figure it out. And maybe there's some, a lot of hardship in there. And I feel like, um, you know, that first, first 29 years, and that goes up to your Saturn return, um, was pretty, um, I was much more shy Mm -hmm. and, you know, was starting to like come out, um, as more of an extrovert, more of that four line that was natural for me, the four, but not initially. (laughs) Um, and then when I kind of hit my college years in the twenties, like that started to come out. Then that second phase of being on the roof, so to speak, definitely. I could see it now as my like inner, um, period of inner work, And it started around, you know, again, 29, I started to, um, I took yoga, started to teach yoga. Um, I started to get this idea of like, I want to do something other than what I went to school for. Like I want to do more personal development. I, I loved wellness. So I started to experiment with that or kind of like do inner work with that. Like how is my wellness? Um, I started looking at different modalities and and for healing and even Reiki and essential oils, things like that. And as I approach my third phase, which I'm not quite in yet, but almost, um, which is the Chiron return. That's when you're fully like that role model. And what I heard and kind of looking forward to is like, you just can be the role model. You don't have to like force it or work at it. It's just something you be. So I love that. And, um, I think that's, that's very true when I look back, but I probably didn't know it while I was going through all these phases.
0: Yeah. Like same, same here, except for like, I have like the, I have the six, three. So I'm totally like in my like first, you know, approximately 30 years. Like I didn't, it was like, there were some rough things. i was like, okay. Okay. But it's like way more, like I'm in my thirties now. Like it's way more, I'm way more like in the muck of it, like, right, like, in this phase, (laughs) which is interesting. um, But I definitely feel like a little bit of more of like a a detached energy, where, like, yes, I'm kind of in the muck of it in my own life, like, like, personal development stuff. But when it comes to everybody else's drama, like, I used to be like, oh, I want to know, I want to know, like a little, like a little nosy. I wanted to be like in and a part of the action, but now I'm like really detached. I'm like, okay, whatever you go do. You guys go do whatever. I'm like, let me, let me focus on me and like this inner work. Let me like, maybe I can watch you, but like very, it's like a very detached energy. And who knows for the, who knows for the third phase? Like I am looking forward to that too, where it's just like, okay, I can just be,
1: <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> and something you reminded me of that I just heard recently was this idea of how we're shifting, um, evolving from the 3d three dimension to 4d and 5d. And it kind of, I feel like that those are like these three phases. Cause the, the first, uh, level 3d you're kind of like oh my gosh why is this happening to me you know I feel like the victim I I feel like I'm learning hard lessons it just doesn't feel good and then the the 4d I hear is more like oh okay what what is this what does this mean for me and and you're not so much attached to everybody else but more like looking at your own you know inner workings and and why things are happening and then 5d is like yeah everything's perfect everything's working out the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's not always fun, but eh, it's okay. (laughs) Like it's this more detachment even more than the the second part.
0: Yes, exactly. Oh uh, yes. It's, It's very interesting how everything is like connected and how we can use like things we've learned like in human design to like other things that we're like learning about. And like all these like energetic shifts that are happening in the collective. It's like, it's so fascinating how we can like pull all these different things together to like really truly like understand and like live out like how we're meant to live out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I want to share something else that you would find interesting. Two things. One, um, I heard from one of my authors who, who did a presentation for a Human Design conference recently that all the babies being born between September and January. In this time period september 2021 through january 2022 are all manifesting generators oh yeah and they're here to help us as, as as uh you know as we evolve find our voice and then the other is um and i still have yet to dive down this rabbit hole but the whole uh rave that um 2020 20 2027 rave and this like shit, really big shift in human design that's supposed to happen um, and I, <laughs> I hear little bits and pieces of it. I haven't gone down, like I said, that rabbit hole, but it's interesting. Yeah. I,
0: I have a book on it from a like, Karen Parker, I think. Um, and I just, I started it and then of course, Manny Jen got distracted and it's, it's somewhere I'm going to finish it, but it like, it really like dives into this like whole like shifting of everything, which I it is like fascinating to see what uh, what's gonna happen because uh, I know when he like not when human design first came out but way back in the like maybe 17 1800s like humans like looked different like in their human design body graph it was only seven and then like sometime it like evolved to the nine centers and then now it's like gonna evolve again and it's it's very interesting to see how we're evolving as um, as a human species. And even just with everything going on with COVID, like I feel like there's been such huge shifts in the collective and like such a very interesting energy with everything going on right now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I will have to look at um, Karen Curry-Parker's um, uh, uh, interpretation of it. Cause I really love how she, um, what she does, uh, to teach about human design. i she's, I call her one of my virtual mentors. Cause I actually, I love her book. I use that when I do readings, understanding human design. Mm-hmm. Um, it helped me like understand myself and I have her as one of the four words in the book. So I was, I'm really happy that she um, said yes and, um, feel really it feels great that she was part of that. And, and I love to look up that book that you mentioned.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love her. Like she, she's great. I have like, a, I have a few of her books, but I was in her membership for a little while and I've taken like some of her courses and the way that she teaches it is just so empowering where, uh, some other, like, like, some Google searches I've done and stuff, because hello, librarian, Google nerd, <laughs> yeah, like, some of it can be, like, so disempowering to, um, like, read, and the amount of messages that I get from people, like, oh, human design told me I can't do this, like, no, 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 <laughs> no, like, it, you can do anything that you want, and it's just, like human design is here to teach you how to work with your energy. It's not here. Yeah. Here you. So.
1: Yes. Yes. Very good point. Very true.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh well. Thank you so so much for uh, coming on the podcast today. Um, I have a couple like wrap up questions. Like yeah. Yeah. Uh, for uh, anybody who is new to human design, do you have any uh, advice for them? Like as they're getting into this information
1: yeah it's a rabbit hole so start with the basics um and i guess you know some of some someone may have the investigator profile in them so they're gonna dive deep no matter what but um there's a lot of great resources out there i think for free that you can tap into um so um just start with the type, your strategy and your authority. That's always a great place, but um, start to peel back that onion, start to um, notice what you're conditioned with and programming, because those are layers on top of your natural design. And it's really important that we don't just ignore that because um, we are energy beings. And if we have programming and conditioning from not only our earlier lives, life and others um, externally, but from even past generations that we're carrying. It's really important, I think, to do that healing work. And in my practice and my business model, I really um, help people focus on the right self-care for that inner work. Like what are they doing to heal? What are they doing to um shift their energy? Because to really, truly live your design, I think it's more than just looking at that chart, but also really understanding on a day-to-day basis, what are you doing for self-care to align your energy? What are you doing to clear energy that, you know, as we know, open centers, you need to clear out energy that's not yours or that you've taken on. And all of us in this day and age, I think really could use some slowing down. And even as a generator, who's like programmed to work, well, we're programmed to do the right kind of work and also to make sure that we are healthy and rested and restored. So every day our sacral is in good working order. So I think like self-care, slowing down, those are big pieces that I would say to those who are looking into human design to just remember those, those are really very important pieces to um, getting aligned and living your true self.
0: Oh yeah. I think, I think you're the first person to like mention like the self-care routines. And that is like so incredibly important just to um, really like take care of your energetic body. Like as you're moving through, as you're moving through this information, as you're studying and really it's really about getting to know yourself on like such an intimate level Um, so I love that thank you Um, and then um, like one last question like if people are wanting to get in touch with you where can they uh, connect with you and uh, get in touch with you
1: my website is christyhsullivan.com and that's christy kristih Sullivan. And I also am on Instagram as Christy H Sullivan and on Facebook, um, you can also find me and I do have a group page, um, called Christy's human design and self-care community. And, um, that's a great group for just daily posts about, um, not so much again, the technical of human design, but just about the idea of like making shifts. How are you treating your energy, um, Uh, what are you doing for your energy? What are you doing for self-care and just some inspirational things. And then I also list my podcast that I'm doing. So this will be on that page. And I also have different events that I'm part of, or that um, I put on, on that uh, Facebook group. I'm also on LinkedIn. So you can find me through social media or my website.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. We'll have all the links for you guys in the show notes. So if you're like, I don't remember all that, like yeah, just uh, go into the show notes. It's all going to be there for you guys. But... And I'm
1: on, I'm on Amazon too. I don't want to forget. Yeah. that.
0: <laughs> yes, of course. Well, we, we talked about that.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I love it. Well, thank you. Um, I thank you again, Christy for uh, being on here and uh, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Want to dive even deeper? I invite you to get your human design manifestation blueprint. In this blueprint, you will receive a personalized breakdown of your human design chart and how to use it to manifest your dream life. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. As a special thank you, you can send your screenshot of the review to theamymay at gmail.com and my team will send you a little gift. All the details are in the show notes. I invite you to tag me on Instagram at embodyyourdesignxo with your favorite part of this episode. Thank you again for listening and see you in the next episode.